What's up, you little cockbags? This is the one they call the Cowboy Kid, coming to you live and loud from Game Show Battle Rooms, Golden Valley, Minnesota. It is currently Friday, August 20th, and we are one week from fucking man weekend. Bum, bum, bum! So for about six months, I've had this idea of doing a podcast that's a decade in review of the greatest fantasy football league ever created. So with me, I brought a few sidekicks. And now, introducing, standing six foot tall with a two inch crank, the blonde bombshell himself, Kevin Kamishles. What's up, fellas? Happy to be here. Next up, we got the big motherfucking purr, JD himself, just fresh off of three weed hits and ready to roll. Uh, thanks a lot there, Mitch. Uh, very excited for Man Weekend. Drafts in one week from tonight. I can't believe we're seven days away from the draft. And probably no surprise to all of you, I know everything that I'm wearing already all through Man Weekend. It's going to be good. And last up for the squad, we got the greatest snake drafter of all time who has been nothing <laughs> but dog shit since the transition to auction, David Big Rod Sauer. What's up, fellas? Happy to be here. Not the greatest introduction, but, you know, stats don't lie. We'll get into that later. All right, so we're going to start the podcast off with Kevin kind of giving a rundown of where the league came from, how it was created, uh, and we're just going to move through some different uh, categories as we go. So strap in for the ride. Hopefully you're ready for some laughs. Shim, I'm sure you've got a fat chew in, and I can't wait to see your mug. <laughs> Speaking of chew about the throwing in, uh, anyways... Yeah, so just wanted to talk about the start and the inception of the We Coming Fantasy League. Um, it started back in 2007. Seven, I think, yeah. Yeah, or six, because I won in 07, but that, yeah, that would have been 07. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't start. Our I just didn't know if it was year. the playoffs. Yeah, it was 07. Because I think we met like yeah. Domin and Shimmick and Tuna. Yeah, so it was our, it was our junior year. Our yeah. junior, their yeah. sophomore yeah, year is when we started. Yep. Yeah, because we went to know them as well as freshmen. So so junior year for us, sophomores for for the Dom Shim Tuna crew, uh, we had the first draft over at the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, I don't think we dabbled into too much weed on I that did. first draft. I did. Well, some I remember, people did. I think the, it was big, either, the big weed draft, though, was, I think, the next year. Yeah, senior year, that draft, we had the bong out, and we were passing around. I remember sitting on the floor, and I'll never forget drafting Joshua Cribs in, like, the <laughs> sixth round and thinking, like, fuck yeah, guys, I found it. I found a league winner this year. It's Joshua Cribs. My team was Good just Lord. fucking dog shit. I remember being everyone being super high and thinking I've gotten some great steals in the later rounds, like Steve Slayton and Chris Johnson deep in the draft. And was so baked and stoned. I'm like, I'm getting some steals. Yeah, because, that, he, because you weren't high? I was not high. Oh, yeah, no. Those are steals. That was, that was back when Sauer knew all the college players yeah. and no one else knew a fucking lick about him, and he just cleaned up. That was when, at people. best, you would probably go and buy, like, a cheap-ass $3 fantasy magazine. Yeah. That was, like, four months too old. Guys had already been cut from the team, but you thought they were sick. And then the, the few guys that actually used the fucking internet and knew what was going on yeah, could I mean, keep up to date and just have dope teams. Back in the day, you would literally just walk into a Super America 
and just grab the latest pro football weekly fantasy football. Well, we had the first time they printed that. It was like already two months old. Well, we're not, this is 2007, dude. This wasn't like 93. I mean, there's fucking internet. We were using the internet at that time. Oh, I know, but most people still had most the did books, it. though. Literally most did. Well, people still bought the books, but we still yeah. used it. That was a little bit more nostalgic for me. Yeah. I kind of like just buying the magazine and getting the first read. But that was more high school when you really didn't know well, what was yeah. going on. Anyway. So, so we had we had 10, 10 people, I think, only at that time, including a couple other St. Thomas guys that have since dropped off, or at least Peltier, one, Josh Peltier, who actually won the league one year. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, we like to forget that. And then uh, and then I think after we graduated, sometime when we were living in Uptown, that's when we expanded the league, added the likes of Frank, Chad. Well, no, we added Mike and Fable. Chad. Frank was a franchise Swap. takeover. So so for Kooks? For Kooks. Oh, yeah, Kooks was so in the how I came into the league. So I we lived up at Breezy, me, John, and Kevin, in Kevin's little condo up there. And that, we were there for the whole summer. That was after senior we year of college. After senior year of college. And I so was much. sleeping in the bed, and you guys had like a draft at 9 a.m. And I was just a, another guy for the weekend up there to play golf and have fun. And all of a sudden, John or Kevin comes into the room and wakes me up at like 9.30, and he's like, Chad, we need you to join the league. We, we don't know who's not here, but we only have like 11 guys or we only have nine guys. We need a, a, another guy. And so I just like rolled out of bed, hung over his balls. And like all of a sudden, boom, I was in the league. So I still Jesus, to this I day have no that. idea who wasn't there. The Peltier guy was there. I do remember him no. drafting like Welker and a bunch of these PPR monsters that I wanted thinking this guy's fucking good. So I don't know if Alex maybe got added to or like how that works. Yeah. So that's how I came into the league. And then I think Mike and Frank were maybe the next year. When we expanded to 12, maybe. So Mike took Peltier. So spot. we just straight up didn't tell Peltier one year about the draft and just hope that he so. didn't say anything. Yeah, I think so. And then he like, I think he reached out like the week before, or like maybe the week after or something. And it was like, yeah, sorry, we're, you know, moved on or something. I don't remember what it is. Was that the draft with Alex where we were going snake style and <laughs> Kooks was all hung over and all passed out on the couch and Jordan and started taking over the draft. Yeah, and I think because we, we had invited those guys up for man weekend yeah. to do golf and then they were just there and then that's how it kind of informed. And then for Kooks. Mario. He was the one. He was basically sleeping, and it was one pick away from David in like the thirteenth round. Like it was deep yeah. in the trap. This is still snake. Yeah. Kooks hadn't said anything in an hour and a half, two hours, and it got to Kooks one before David. And, and Jordan was like taking a piss. Or yeah, something. and Jordan and he popped we're like, up from the bed. he popped up. He couch. sat up, and he goes, "We'll take Mario Manningham." And he laid back down, and David was like, well, "How the." Yeah, I had, I had like a one dollar max bid, and I was like, "I'll take Manningham for a buck." And then no, Kooks this was, wakes this up. Was this is insane. You you had the oh, well, this happened before. again though. When Kooks, that might have been Andre Ellington or something. I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into this. We'll later. get to Andre Ellington. Yeah, I don't know if Kooks was in the league when we were doing auctions. So, I, when did no. we switch auction? Because no, no, no. It I was, actually can tell you that. We'll get to this. I think Kooks. Well, anyway, well, isn't this a part of the history? I digress. Sure. Okay. So uh, we're going to move on to kind of some of the other segments. we got about six or seven great segments here for the boys. Um, all I can say is that uh, me being up at the cabin that weekend is maybe the greatest moment that ever happened in my life. I'm in three different fantasy leagues, and they all fucking blow compared to this one. So appreciate all the boys. And uh, literally, 
like cannot wait for next weekend. All right, cowboy. You know what we'll get into next, guys, is John just spilled his oh, beer all fuck, fucking dude. over. Every single one of us has opened a beer and every single beer has spilled over the top. Yeah. And every single time the group has said, didn't you learn from the last one? And the next person to open a beer has spilled their beer. But it wouldn't be man weekend if there wasn't a little bit of spilled beer. All right. Or burnt popcorn. Or burnt popcorn. And so this next section is going to be actually all about the historical data and trying to come to the conclusion on who are the best, the worst players, what are some of the most unique stats. And so when Mitch came to me, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months ago, I don't know, this has been in the works for a while. And, you know, we knew that we needed the data side of things. And so I was able to go back all the way to 2011. So I can't go all the way back to the league start, but I basically have the last 10 years of data, everything ranging from where did you finish in the regular season? Where did you finish in the playoffs? How many points did you score? How many points were scored on you? Wins, losses, win percentage, all that good stuff by year. And then we have basically a running 10 year total of all these stats. And so we'll kind of go through that here real quick. And this is where some of the conversations will be based moving forward is who are the best, who are the worst, and what are the most interesting stats? And so, you know, I think if you look at this, I have it split up in two different ways here. There is kind of old scoring versus new scoring. And our old scoring was 2011 through 2014. And I believe at that point we were not a PPR league and yardage was, 50 for quarterbacks and 25 for receivers and running backs versus the 25 and 10 that we have today. For sure yardage. We might have been half point. We might have been half point. All I know is that the scores 2011 to 2014 were a lot lower. And one of the interesting tidbits that you kind of take away from this, I thought was really interesting was, Kevin, you absolutely dominated in old scoring and in new scoring. It just hasn't worked out driven by the last two years. Like Kevin was – Definitely the number one player from 2011 to 2014, uh, without a doubt. David, you you, you missed one. You you missed one very specific stat, and all of these stats jump it together, which is phenomenal, by the way. But there's no stat that says titles on this entire <laughs> data point, which I don't know how that's not possible. If you but scroll, literally not. A if title. you scroll, if you scroll to the right. Of course I have titles, There's David. Titles there's some the right. of so, I don't see titles. On so here's where we're gonna go. go all the way to the right. I have here for you. I have 22 stats that I will tell you. Uh, no, I have 11 stats. I'll tell you who is the best and who is the worst based on your average over the last 10 years. So, no titles. No titles, John. That's unbelievable. That's right. You didn't put titles in there. Titles. That's unbelievable. John, John has it. Let John run the show. Well, so, this is titles in the last 10 years. It's at. Where postseason title? We don't see any. Call oh, there is postseason call title. Call them at. But so here's here. I'm gonna I'm just oh, gonna get something off that. my chest on on this. It 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 is unfortunate that the first. I, I only know, have ten four, years. Like we, well, we have title year. We have title data past we have a fucking ten trophy, years. So look at the trophy. Yeah. Some guys did really well. So here here's the deal. This is the last ten years, but yes, I mean Sauer and I especially. Cleaned up in the first few years, Sauer especially. I mean, he had three fucking titles. But my title also was early. Uh, ride that pony. Ride that pony. But but that does kind of suck. It is I, what it is. I, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize that so I, I don't have the data. What do you mean the data wasn't there? 
Like I, you can only click back. You can only click back to get all of the data and go season by season back to 2011. Like that's all that was I'll, there. I'll back that like up. It, it, it's a because I've seen my like the the standings and the points for teams back in 2007. Well, you might have a commissioner view. Which Do you have a commissioner view? I don't know. We'll so, have to talk about this later. Let's let John. Or let's can you see point. it? Because I think you can probably see it in like your awards. Because there's a trophy case on Yahoo, and I'm guessing those trophies still exist. But the ability to go look at like how many wins and points did every player score that year and like what was your final roster that only goes back to 2011 so let's just start there david has won three titles four no you haven't won you have david has three titles (laughs) and they're not captured in the data so david is a very good fantasy player some would say snake player based on the data, but we'll give him he he has three titles. He has the I most guess championships. you could say last decade he was a better fantasy player than this decade. That's fair. Yes, David, the first. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit I'm not a great auction player. It's it's not going very well. Other than last, I year, wouldn't say you're a bad auction Bob, player when you Doc, look at this. If you look at the stats, I mean, Doc's hosting, so he's probably not going to brag. But if you look at the stats, the big per has absolutely killed everyone in auction but yeah yeah. this is why he put this fucking grid together together. (laughs) so no i in the same time frame that david and kevin were awesome at fantasy football i was fucking terrible at fantasy football i like 2007 to 2012 like all my teams were dog shit and i finished in the bottom of the league so there is greener pastures for the Travises of the world who right now suck at fantasy football. Like you can be better next decade and you can be the player of the decade, but like, why don't you stomp on his head while he's drowning? We'll get there. I mean, there's some crazy I stats mean, in here. Trav, for your credit though, I mean, you're sucking Mountain Dew tits press conference. Might go down as one of my hey, top memories in the league. We're going to we'll, get into we'll get that. To that. We'll, we'll get, get to that too. So here we go. So I'm just going to go through the data real quick. Um, I love the enthusiasm from the group and I want, I think everyone has had their moment at the table. Um, so when you look at regular season finish, the best regular season finish on average over the last 10 years is the big per. Um, I'm going to send this out afterwards. I'm not going to read all one through 12. Do you guys, do you want me to read? Yeah, one read one through 12. Let's go. All right, we can go one through 12. All right. Uh, number one would be the big per at four. Um, An average of rank four number four rank I like average for the year. my yeah. average finish over the last 10 years in the regular is season four. is 4.0 tuna is number two at 4.1 Mike is number three at 4.7 big rod is number four at 5.8 so to say that rod's not an auction player is also just flat out false um number five is Kevin at 6.0 number six is shim at 6.5 number seven is Dooley 7.3 Number eight is Cowboy Kid at 7.4. Number nine is Jimmy the Pipe at 7.5. Number 10 is Frank at 7.7. Number 11 is Coach at 8.2. And number 12 is Travis at 8.8. So that is kind of how we're looking at from the regular season. Now, when you move over to the playoffs, there is a slight shift in some of the rankings. And this is where Tuna takes the top spot as Tuna is our best playoff finisher at 4.3. Fuck you, Tuna. Uh, Number two is the Big Purr at 4.5. And number three is Mike at 4.9. So the top three in total do not change, but the order does change. Number four is Kevin. So Kevin jumps 
big rod in the playoffs at 5.9. Yeah, because I make the playoffs. Well, I did make the playoffs every fucking year until fucking two years ago. What have ago. you done for us? That, that is quite the run that Kevin did have. And also, I mean, it's almost more. What's more impressive, do you think? Your playoff run or going back to back 12? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think that. Like, those are both very, very yeah. impressive stats. Like, you're not going to get that very often. Like, you made the first 12 years of the league. First, 13? First 12 playoffs. Yeah. First 12. Like, that is. And then absurd. It's been, it's been downhill. And then the last two, and so Big Rod at five, six point oh, uh, Dooley at seven, at six point nine. Fucking behind Dooley, you guys uh, shitting. <laughs> number eight is Cowboy. So Cowboy, how do you feel about being number eight on regular season and playoffs? I mean, I feel like I have had two super teams that just couldn't couldn't pull through when it mattered. If all of a sudden I win those leagues or even finish like top tier and i think you guys probably remember what teams i'm talking is that about. a confirmed highest points of all time uh i believe i believe it is but i'm not sure Do you remember what year that was that would have been probably 2014. i did look back and i'm sure we'll get to this at some time but i think it was 16 pretty, actually pretty because because in a keeper video i was looking at in review of all this you said I was 0.5 points away from a perfect season. There, there are two unbelievable seasons by me. Oh, I had a perfect season. I had one where I went, I went 12 and oh, 0, I think and I lost, to, I lost to Tuna by 0.5. I scored the most points in the league, and I lost to Alvin Cook in week three or four of that year. And that, that year, I finished Cook. like third or fourth because I finished fourth because I lost to Shimmick, who had Todd Gurley go for like 900 fucking yards in a game. And the other year was like 2013 when I had Peyton Manning throw 55 touchdowns and Deckard catch 14 and Alshon Jeffrey catch fucking 12 and Marshawn Lynch get 14 and Jordan Cameron get 10. And I scored the most points in the league by about 200 and I fucking didn't make the playoffs. So those are my two. Uh, that's my soapbox for a minute. Those are the years that I missed out on. Other than that, I'm the most average fucking Joe there is. Try to find that year, Mitch. Well, all right, Don, just Maybe continue. Yeah, yeah. So why, why don't you continue with your recap of the stats? Uh, all right, number nine is tied between Frank and Jimmy. Number 10, obviously, was tie 9 and 10. Number 11 was Coach at 8.0. And number 12 was Travis at 9.6. Trafster. So next is points scored from a point scored standpoint. Tuna, you are number one at 13.19. And I actually think it's really impressive that you averaged 1,300 points. 19 points a year and like you are the clear-cut number one like i'm number two at 1306 and as like an average i think that is crazy that you're that much higher than everyone else um mike you're number three uh cowboys at number so this is what's interesting is cowboy is number four in points scored in points scored I Um, i had the most points against me by like a mile like 2014 to 19 i did the math and it was but actually at the grid jimmy has the most points on average scored against them year over year you might have had a few bad years like a five-year stretch it was rough lately i've been terrible and and you're actually not even in the bottom like lately it's just been i'm just four that one season chad where you had i think peyton manning Welker and Hey Manning's fifty. Yeah, that team was so. I had the most points that, in the league. That was the most hundred points. That was the most to playoffs. That was probably the most unlucky and in season the playoffs, in I the history. Like hundred and eighty per game in the playoffs. I still think we should insane. put the six playoff spot as most points and not. I think that's worth a discussion again. So basically, when you look at points, when you look at points scored and points against, Tuna is one. 
coaches 12, but points against. So David, you have had the fewest points against. So that is definitely helpful throughout all of this. Um, Jimmy, you have the most points scored against. So I found this really interesting. So Travis, you have the 11th point, most points scored, and but you have been scored on second least. So like that's unbelievable. That is just that is a crazy stat to me that you have one of the lowest <laughs> scores and you're the second lowest. Like you must be playing in like close <laughs> games every fucking week. Like that is just wild to me. And so when you wrap it up here, regular season first place, Rod has had three and I have had three. Uh, so 60% of our regular season first places are at this table on this wow. podcast. Nice job, Big Rod. That is fucking awesome. Rod, you're kind of an every other year guy. You're kind of like the Minnesota Vikings. You just, you win or you fucking suck. But actually that's a pretty good model to go for. Because last year your team was years. your team was so fucking good last year. Maybe one of the best teams that's ever been in this league. Um, Mike, you fucked me. Most postseason titles. I want to go to our back-to-back champion, Mike Fable. Congratulations, Mike. That is awesome that you have your first two titles, first back-to-back champion, and the most in the last decade. Rod still has the most of all time, so I will correct that. I will. I will. You're welcome, Mook. That's a good team, Michael. Good job, Mike. I will. I will point out. It is pretty incredible that. Outside of Mike's back-to-back for the last decade, we would have had 10 individual winners if if someone would have different I would have won. So, so while, I mean, that's pretty awesome. This league is a lot of parody. While we're on this topic, this league has unbelievable parody, which makes it so great and what I think everybody appreciates about it. But the most fucking kicking the ball stat is the only two goddamn guys who've never won it are the Little Falls bro. <laughs> Little Falls! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, things. when you look small at balls, small balls, balls is fucking right, man. This is in the water because we fucking blow. So what's crazy here? This is one of the crazy stats that I'd written down. I just so Tuna's made the playoffs nine of ten years. Fucking great job, Tuna. Good job, um, Tuna. Mike is at eight. Keep going in every draft with two fifty though, Tuna. And they just yeah, they haven't turned into titles, but they I mean one title. Um, but I think it was crazy. Travis has only made the playoffs once in the last decade. So again, what? like, no. I just, okay. So and, and for the record, he squeaked in and it was a fucking winning at six because he got lucky on like week thirteen. So little no. fall, little one? falls is at four of last combined I've four. You've only made it three times. Only made it three times. Oh, so man, little bad. falls is four of twenty for playoffs Holy in the last decade. So, place you guys like that is like. Licks is going to need to at least consult for you guys yeah, and try to improve that. Like, well, I think Heinen's in before Licks. I mean, let's I don't. I don't ever want to hear people bitching about how I rate someone on a trade again when you hear those fucking stats. If you're trading with me and Trav, you probably have your dick halfway up our ass by the time we even hit accept. <laughs> Good Lord, Trav. We got some work to do. And the sad thing is, is Travis's team, I don't think, is going to be great this year. And I'm pretty sure my team's going to be even worse. Don't so shit. I don't think we're going to win anything this year, buddy. We might need to punt and just plan for 2023 or whatever the hell it would be. I can't wait until Little Falls. I hope you guys meet in the championship when you're, for, you're both of your the championship. I hope it's one of you guys playing the other It'll one. Be that's going to be great. Championship, like a fucking Make-A-Wish foundation. I was going to say, us. that's never going to fucking happen. No, that will never happen. And so final stat that I just found kind of crazy, and this one's out to franchise Frank, is of the last 10 years, so Frank has made the playoffs – four times he's never been zero regular season top three finishes and he only has one playoff 
top finish or one playoff top three finish and it was a championship so like that's just, just crazy just it just takes one. one and so that's why little falls guys don't give up on us the data is the data but it is history again shout out to big rod and kevin for getting their titles without the data and we will share this with all of you coming out of man week and just so you can look at it on your own and i will continue to add to this as we move into the next decade I want to, you touched upon Frank for a second. I do want to commend Frank for just saying. No, just say it. Just say it. We're good. I was just going to say, you got to commend Frank for kind of ushering in a new era of, of kind of the way people handle their teams. When you did the big sellout, when you immediately sold early to get, or not sold, actually bought early. To do a super team you're kind of no 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 that, that is not how it went and we'll review this later on hold hold serve because that is not how it went if we're thinking about this i thought trade. frank ushered in the super team what, what team what no, no, no. What, are you, no what are you talking we're about let's go, get this okay, figured out right now he right, ushered in the super team so what he ushered in the super team so what did what, he who did he buy one of the ways Earth's that this game. always went he's davis no it wasn't Earth's no it was different i'll take it because i looked all this up so i've done some research on this one of the later things that we we're going to have is favorite man weekend memories, and we're going to get to this down the road. And my number one best man, I have two of them, and they both actually involve fucking the chickens boy. So Frank's Frank made the greatest fucking balls deep trade of all time. Frank was in 11th place when he won his title. His team was dog shit. He had to run the regular season, win four in a row to get into the playoffs. And he was like debating whether he sells all his guys off at that time, you'd only get about like $10 a guy. You couldn't really get that much. You'd maybe get to like 230. And instead of doing that, which every other person in the league does that, Frank said, fuck it, I'm going. And he traded with Mike to get Le'Veon Bell, who for the record did not fucking play for him at all. He got T.Y. Hilton. Was that the holdout year? Like one other like super dope yeah. player. I can't remember who it is. Frank will bring it up. Jordan ran the table four in a row. And then fucking ran the table in playoffs, won seven in a row on a team that was in 11th place yes. and was dog shit yes. that year. So that's that, that was how we won. And, and you got to give awesome. credit to Frank for that ballsy ass move. Yeah, and, and I got second that year. I got second that place. year. And I did a similar thing, but I was trying to convince Frank to sell to me. And he was like strongly considering bailing out. And we all also know that he won on the, on the shoulders of Zach Ertz that year too, which we'll probably get into now. Congrats to the farmer. All right, boys, back to the cowboy here. So the next segment we're going to get into is the top 10 team names of all time. And I had the honor of looking back at a decade of fucking unbelievable team names. And my God, was this fun. So honorable mention for team names. I'm going to throw out a few right away here. Um, the first honorable mention, we had Ryan Schimmick from about 2011 to 2014, rolling with just cheap, shitty whiskeys. He started with Canadian Club, went into Johnny Walker, followed by Rich and Rare, probably had a bunch of other shitty, dirty whiskeys before that. We know Shim likes the brown juice. Another great one, we had repeated penile massage. JT Springsteen triple kiss. We had beer farts. We had Arby's girly fries. We had Pittsburgh feelers. So many good names in there. So I am personally. 
Beer Farts is probably one of my favorites. Beer Farts is fantastic. Tuna, I'm sorry it didn't make the top 10. You, you can bitch at me as we go, but these top 10 are pretty good. I will say uh, Shimmick having shitty whiskeys for his shitty team is a good uh, correlation. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I think Tittsburgh Feelers is one of my favorite names of all time. I, I marked that one down. I've marked all my favorites, and Tittsburgh Feelers is on that one. I think that's a phenomenal name. So, so most of mine went off of like originality. Okay, I before felt. before you get in the top 10, okay. how many of your names are in the top 10? <laughs> I have one name in the top 10, I think. That's two, it? I have two names in the top okay. 10. You have, you have some that, you like do. give yourself credit you here, deserve, you, you deserve at least a couple, but if you had like four 10. out of them. You like, have some awesome names too. I'll let you go, Chad. All right, so number 10, okay, comes in with a combo platter. It was a tie for the laziest fucking team names in the whole league. Jimmy with Jimmy. MS2 and Corey with Hydra Kids have literally not changed in 10 fucking years. Now, part of that is fantastic. Part of that is just fucking lazy, boys. Anybody else got a comment there? Lazy. MS2 Jimmy. Like multiple you, scorgasms too. We know Jimmy was having scorgasms in 2011. I mean, multiple scorgasms is a good name in itself, but when you, you just change it to MS2, it you, you sounds like can't multiple sclerosis, which is not a good thing to be associated with. I mean, so like the, for the second time. So Jimmy, I think what we're saying here is like either write it again in full or come up with a new name this year. Yeah, it's it's a challenge uh, for Jimmy. Challenge for Jimmy. Coming in come at on, number Jim. coming in at number nine, we had the combination of the chickens. So it started fantasy football chickens into chickens rerun into chickens last dance. I will say, as we look at the videos, when Frank was truly pumping the Farmer Frank vibe, that was some fun shit. I'll leave it up to you guys if you have comments on the chickens. The chickens. The chickens, all, all, every time I just think of that was the year that our video, I know we'll get to yeah. more videos down the road, but like we're literally, he traded me with Sean McCoy with a chicken. Like we named the chickens, LaShawn McCoy and whoever else was there. That was a dope video. And I think that was the year I won. We'll get into keeper videos later. Yep. Coming in at number eight, we got the squad of the NAS. Coach D goes team of NAS into baby NAS into whatever the fuck (laughs) S-A-F-T NAS is into NAS. Anybody got some comments on the NAS? I like the NAFs. I think that's a solid, solid name. I like how he's played off the NAFs and not just named his team the NAFs every year like Jimmy has. For the for the record, I think all you guys know I'm a physical therapist, and all the time to my coworkers when I'm talking about patients, and like we have this this term, it's called motor moron. It just means like these patients are unathletic as shit, and they just they just don't know what they're doing. I no longer say motor moron now. I just say NAF. So people will just be like. What am I getting my hands into with Bob Johnson? I'm just like, holy shit, you got an AF on your hands. So love it, coach. Love it. Coming in at number seven. Hard to rank this guy seven. Um, and I just did the top six because I thought they were funny as hell and they had some stories to it. But coming in at number seven is the guy to my right, the fucking Trisket boy. So sour goes. Literally, we can only look back 10 years. And at 10 years... Ago, Sauer was return of the Triscuits. So somehow he was Triscuit even before that. Then he goes into Triscuit Boy, Fear the Triscuits, Nuked Triscuits, Alien Triscuits, Gronk Triscuits, Big Rods Triscuits, Tinfoil Dick Triscuits, my personal favorite. My personal favorite too. I'm really glad that you said that there, Mitch, because my personal favorite is I think Tinfoil Dick Triscuits. What's is the backstory on the yeah, Tinfoil Dick Triscuits? I think 
I don't remember. I think I had like morning wood on the day of like a man weekend, and I said you'd wrap your dick in and I, and I, I went to the kitchen making breakfast, and I saw some tinfoil. I'm like, God, what if I just wrap my dick in tinfoil? And I'm like, Dude, I just named my tea name Tinfoil Dick Triscuits, and it just rolled off the tongue. And as we all remembered, then he had the retirement party, and last year was two foot nut thins. So David bringing the heat. No, he no, actually last, last year's wet ass back. Oh, excuse me, it was the year's first year he went away from the snack crackers. Then he had a great year. That it that that yeah, yeah. I, I had to switch it up. I my Triscuit run was over. I needed a fresh start, and the wet ass backs so was a new era. Great Absolutely. start, great fresh start. Coming in at number six is the first one from me. I have two in the top six, admittedly. Of course. The vagina name tags. I have absolutely, <laughs> I do like absolutely that. no idea where that came from. If anybody remembers that, please fill me in. I, I actually spent some time thinking about this one because I'm pretty sure I was involved in this one. And I don't like this. This was a man weekend moment where I, I think we were too drunk and high for me really to pull it together. But I think it was a discussion with us and that's the furthest I could get. But I agree with you. This is in my top ten. I think the vagina name tags is. I I believe I was I was dating an older gal at this time, and I meant to say <laughs> vaginas don't have, or maybe Shimmick told me this that vaginas don't have. I think he meant like age ranges or some shit like that, or whatever. Sounds like a Shimmick comment. But, but somebody said like vaginas don't have name tags, and I just latched onto the vagina name tags. It's a great name. Coming in at number five. Number five. Number five. Dude, where's my keys? So I think everybody <laughs> remembers this fucking moment where Corey apparently took Kevin's keys. Kevin, do you want to tell the story? You know it better than me. Well, I'm pretty sure Corey took my keys, put it into his bag at one point, and we couldn't find my keys the morning of, obviously, Sunday morning to leave. And we were looking all over for the keys. And, oh, no. It was, you're, you're it, the last it, car. You're the it last was Corey's car. keys ended up in my bag. So he threw his keys into my bag. That's what and happened. He had, the, he had the Tahoe or whatever he's driving as the last car in the, in the driveway. So nobody could leave. And we looked, looked for like four hours for these goddamn keys. Yeah. Isn't that basically and, what happened? And, and let me Corey, just, Corey tucked his keys into an obscure spot on my in my bag. And, and let me just preface this with we all know that that Kevin's bachelor party slash man weekend was probably one of the top man weekends of all time with the team Canada versus oh team Mexico God, with, the, had to be with the Dos Equis keg and the, and the Labatt. Was it, Labatt blue keg, like the epic uh, yard the games, like the, the huge game. house. I mean, probably the one of the best man weekends. And then to come down from that high the next morning to not find the keys is just an absolute buzzkill. Oh, the dads winning bucket pong in the playoff game. <laughs> Event five in the all-day Beer Olympic playoff. Jimmy and Corey. You remember Jimmy in that sombrero oh, the and the mustache? Sombrero. Oh, my God. Like, that the greatest is, pictures of all time. Jimmy, you looked phenomenal that day. Jimmy, that was an all-time We got to bring that back for, like, the 10-year reunion or something. That's going to sure. be in a couple of years. Sure. Yeah, that, that was great. All right, coming in at number four, we have I'm Back Home. So this was a Frank team name, Frank. and Frank and I didn't really know each other at all. Now I would absolutely consider Jordan one of my best friends, and we just sat and we talked about fucking hunting and fishing and boobs and, uh, and how much we love the Vikings, and we got stoned out of our gourd. 
and somebody played on back home and me and Squints were standing on the top of the stairs, just geeking out, pumping our hands to I'm back home, baby, Randy Moss. One so, clap, right? Everybody one clap, one clap, one clap, one clap. Shout out, Frank, love you. Any other comments on I'm back home? Um, I mean, the backstory makes sense, but just subjectively, the, the name sure. doesn't is not that great to fair. me. That's fair. I do love every year. We do the one clap at the right, right before the draft. Maybe it should have been one clap. Maybe it should have been one clap. We usually start our draft every year, have the last few years one clap. Absolutely. Coming in at team number three, top 10 team names of the decade. This is my last one. Ball sacks and buttholes. So the backstory behind this is we were playing high stakes, high stakes beer pong, and me and Kevin were on our team. And God knows me and Kevin are looking for every opportunity to show our ball sacks and our buttholes. So I don't know who the hell we were playing, but it was like $20 a game, and we were just flopping those things anywhere that we could. <laughs> Do you remember that, Stinky, or not? That's uh, no, very blurry. Very blurry. Very blurry. Now we come down to, I think probably everybody is in agreement on the top two team names of the decade. So it was very, very difficult to pick what one was number one. But number two, Trav, you may suck ass at fantasy football, but the team name Suckin' Mountain Dew and Tits is literally 10 out of 10 phenomenal. And I do not think I have laughed harder at a fantasy video than when you did coach, 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 coach with those two big tits and Molly in the background. That was fucking good. That was great. That I mean, that it, we'll get to videos and all that a little bit more detail, but that his, I always look forward to when Travis does the, the pressers. The fucking pressers are just phenomenal yeah oh i mean trav this league is phenomenal and maybe you do suck at baseball but that doesn't matter because you brought so much with sucking mountain dew and tits that you made your mark on this league whether you are in this league or not you you made your mark with the with the dew and tits i think you've created enough good karma where like the next next decade could be yours based on karma alone so truly and, and, and i think it should be number one but we'll make the argument when you sit number one but that is an all-time name. Truly, what's a better, like, Sunday afternoon than sucking Mountain Dew and tits either? I mean, that's a good day. So, congrats <laughs> to a great name, Trap. And drum roll, please. Coming in at number one of the top ten team names of the decade, I put Snatch for Breakfast. John, I can tell the story. You can tell it. It doesn't matter to me. Does everybody, does anybody know the backstory? Let's hear it from John. I think, I mean, Kevin was there with me. And so the story is probably about 10 years ago. I mean, was it that long? It was about 10 years ago. And Kevin and Jordan and I play in a dynasty league with our high school buddies. And we decided to go out to Vegas that year for our draft. So we went out to Vegas and the first night we were there, everybody was taking I think everybody but Kevin and I took ecstasy there. <laughs> and I think before Kevin and I got there, they were trying to figure out a way to slip ecstasy into our drinks without us knowing because they knew oh, we boy. wouldn't take it. So like, this is what we were walking into. And the next morning, there was a text message going on. Again, this is August. This is the week before Man Weekend that year because this is when Man Weekend used to be on Labor Day. and. I was texting with some of the guys back home and it was you know, uh -huh. on, in this league and it was Kevin and Chad and David and so, Travis. 
I'll, I'll take it for one second here. So I, I started the text message. I was all excited about the boys being in Vegas. And I put a bunch of guys on the text chain. And what I mistakenly did was I put Travis on there, but I put Travis's home phone number. I had both his home and his cell phone number in mind. And what actually happened was Travis's home phone number turned into his mom's cell phone number. Oh. So his mom is now on the text chain with like eight <laughs> or 10 of us. And we are talking nasty, nasty shit. Like what's going on? How many tits have you seen? Where have you guys been? And John has the line of the day. It's about 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And he goes, we haven't seen like half the guys for about four hours. I think they're still at the strip club. Hashtag snack for breakfast. Then Trav's mom chimes in after about 45 texts in a row. And goes, hi, guys. Um, just want to let you know, this is Brenda Fedor. I think you have the wrong number. <laughs> I oh forgot God. about that. I oh. forgot that she was on that team. Yeah. Oh, and so, man. Travis, I want to know what man weekend. I don't know if we've ever really talked about yeah, it. Like, has your mom ever brought this up, Trav? Like, that is, she got put in a very challenging position there. And that, that's all I'm thinking. Yeah. For Brenna Fedor to be mentioned in our league's <laughs> top names of all time is just a kind of a ridiculous stat in itself. But yeah, the, the hashtags Nash for Breakfast. Nash for and, Breakfast. I was probably going to say that was probably my number one. And that one, because of the story, I have only, I only have one title and it's with hashtag Snatch for Breakfast. Like, it's just like, that was my, like, that was the Devonta Freeman year. Like all of that, the Devonta Freeman dream, like all of that, that year was just too good to be true. Do you guys feel I missed any? What are some that I missed? Um, I, I, I thought it was a phenomenal list, Chad. Good, good work there. Um, I do have one honorable mention. That's Kevin for boat spills. I think we all know the story um, with just Kevin and boats in general. Um, and the one that I think we were out in the pontoon on Gull, and Kevin fell off the boat into about two feet of water. And I thought he broke his neck at first, but he was fine. But um, in front of like one of the hottest girls. Yeah, a bunch of hot too. chicks. He I proceeded to so talk drunk. to her for like 10 minutes in a row, by the way, after that. But that that name is tied to a kind of a funny story. And those names I think are the best, um, along with the Snatcher Breakfast and the Sucking Mountain doing Tit. So um, honor, honorable mention to Kev. I also thought I have another honorable mention to Kevin. Uh, I thought in 2014, <laughs> just there's no story. It's just I think Mike Ditka's in your mouth is. I do like that too. Is, that was on my honorable mention I, too. I forgot. To I say can't it. believe yeah. Mike Ditka's in your mouth didn't make the top well, ten. I thought that was. Well, that was not I, I think, a story behind it. Story, it was just I drafted you, three you, bears. Did you Google that, or did you come with it on your own? I think you Googled it. That might have been a Google. Because if it was a Google, then it links. It ranks less for me. Exactly how I looked at it, 100%. Yeah. I went with pure original. I might have saw Google. Mike Dicka thing, but I don't think I saw Mike Dicka's in your mouth. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. there's no way Mike Ditka is in your mouth is on the internet. True. I'm pretty like he, I, yeah. I think I saw Mike Ditka reference something else and then I just changed it. Yeah, I think you escalated it, which I think yeah. you, you provided some originality, so I think that does that does make it better. I so, did have three bears that year. That, I mean, that, that was a good name. It, it was challenging to look back at ten years of phenomenal. I think you did a great bears, job though. So. I do think you got all of them. All right, let's wrap up the names. We're going to move on to the combo. next segment, boys. Hope, hope you're enjoying. Well, the next segment, technically, we're going to keep recording here, and it's going to be trades. Okay. Best and worst trades of all time. And I think, Chad, you've done a little research behind this one. So trades was a really challenging thing. So I looked back at 10 years of trades, and for the record, to start with, when we did snake draft, 
we averaged about like three to six trades per year. So they just literally didn't occur. What you could gauge from that time is I don't think we had like keeper values. People weren't trading draft picks. They obviously weren't trading draft dollars. So like at that time, the belief was they had to be pretty like comparable at least. So what I did come up with was what I felt was the biggest trade of all time, which involved me and Kevin. And there's kind of a funny backstory behind it. So I received, sorry, I got a spit here. So I received Tony Romo, Vincent Jackson, Frank Gore, and Michael Crabtree. This is probably like 2012. So all just, just huge names. Kevin received Philip Rivers, Brandon Marshall, and Ray Rice. And I thought that I raised Kevin so incredibly bad on the trade that I felt guilty. This is why I'm the worst trader of all time. So I just said willingly to Kevin, like, I got to give you something else. So I decided to throw in Marshawn Lynch at the end of his rookie year. Marshawn Lynch went on just a motherfucking tear for like eight games in a row. And I literally just gave him to him. He didn't ask. I just said, I'm kicking your ass in this trade. You need more. The challenging thing with trades again was just like, I don't know how any of this stuff turned out. So some of the names that were just more fun to look back on. You had Jeremy Macklin in trades, Jaquiz Rogers, Doug Martin, Rashad Higgins went for straight up for Stefan Diggs, which is a funny one. Austin Safarian Jenkins went straight up for Zach Ertz. Um, we had Jordan Howard for Des Bryant. We had Mike Evans and Adrian Peterson for Doug Baldwin, Derek Carr, and Zach Ertz. That seems icky looking back. We had Charles Clay straight up for Devontae Adams. Like, what a weird-ass trade. Um just a number of just classic names. The last one that I'm gonna point out from really old trades, and then I'll let everybody else chime in for a minute here, was similarly, there was, there was Kevin's wedding weekend and I needed a, a, a second running back really, really, really bad. And so I traded fucking Brandon Cooks at the end of his rookie year, who again went off on like nothing but 100 yard games and touchdowns for fucking Chuck Sims. And whoever got Brandon Cooks, I think, won the league that year. And then I got so goddamn drunk at Kevin's wedding, I didn't wake up in time to even play Chuck Sims, and I left the spot open, and I traded him for one week. So it was just an absolute disaster. Um, you know, I think we all can obviously agree, now we average roughly like 30 to 40 trades per year, which is insane with the new setup, and it's just amazing. And my other Little Falls League, Combined, we've gone zero trades last year, two trades a year before, zero trades a year before that, five the year before that. It's a disaster. Trades are the best part of fantasy football, and our league fucking rolls with them. Yeah, no, trades, you know, there's, I only have a couple comments here on the trade section. I think the first one is, you know, the, the trade that I remember, and it's just a few years ago, is I spent 50 bucks on CMC to pair him with Delvin. David, you obviously know how good that combo can be, even though CMC was just a few games last year. But I bought CMC from Dooley for 50 bucks. And that was the same year that also Delvin Cook, I drafted him that year in auction. I spent 66 on him. And if you guys remember, that's the one he ran like 10 minutes after I drafted him. I he ran for like an 80-yard touchdown in the preseason game. And I just went fucking berserk because my boy had just run. And he had a good year that year. My team was fucking stacked. So that's that's kind of one thing I always think about is when I, you know, and Dooley, I'll buy your players again this year. I buy them every year. You'll get good <laughs> cash for them. Like, None of my deals are ever bad cash. I'll give you $50. That's the most I could give you, but I will buy your players when you're 0-4. And then you really can't talk. You can't talk trades 
without bringing up tuna like tuna let me ask you this guys how many trades per year do you think tuna offers you six to eight six to eight i'd say 20 to 25. yeah it's it's at least 10 but <laughs> i think tuna's made it known now they're all it's all conversation it's, it's all conversation starters though <laughs> I, I think we all have gotten past that a little bit like initially everyone was like fucking tuna is an idiot but he does start the conversation so you that's give... still a lot of conversations yeah i mean, I mean it's just you can't tell me he's i mean he must take five dumps a day yeah. and and just shoot out fucking but that's out. why i like the league like tuna is you're dedicated man and that's why you're at the top of the list in most of the rankings yeah i, lo I love the commitment tuna i mean even to just put together a trade just says you're committed to the league and so keep spitting them out i think it is a good conversation starter and keeps the league active but tuna's thing obviously he Tuna he wants it all. So no, good. he wants it all. Yeah, he's he he's Tuna always has a good team. Every year, that yeah. fucking's got a good team. And then he tries to go into the next year with 250 and still try and win. And to be honest, I think if he would have went all in on some of his teams, he would have at Austin least two to three championships. I think so too. I, I I think he'd you'd have more titles. I mean, you'd never really know, but yeah, so it, it's it's a very interesting concept. I think I would throw myself into the mix as probably the worst trader of all time. I mean, I think there are so many trades that I have where I just completely fucked myself. Looking back again as well, last year I traded Justin Jefferson for Miles Gaskin. Gaskin never fucking played a snap for me until he raped John in the playoffs. Obviously, JJ is the king this year. Uh, Jimmy kills me in trades. Jimmy just works me on the text chain until I just cave. Um, a couple of years ago, I wanted Austin Eckler really bad, and I thought I could get him for like, I don't know, $5. Well, he's like, Kevin's got a 20 fucking dollar offer on the table. And you just so straight I up lie. cave, and I go 21 for Austin Eckler, and I text Kevin, God, I got him before you. And Kevin goes, what the fuck are you talking to him? Go, I don't want no Austin Eckler. Jimmy just rapes me on every trade. Last year, I traded $15 for Joe Mixon, who never played a snap. Fuck you, Jimmy. Good job, Jim. Jimmy's a wheel and dealer. Today's episode is brought to you by Dooley's Petroleum. Because at Dooley's, we lay the pipe. All right, under the keeper video portion of the podcast, today we're going to talk about the best, worst, and most memorable keeper videos. So I did a little little digging to figure out kind of where things were at. You know, I think we started, we didn't move to Keeper until I think 2017 is when I when I saw videos. Um, and so digging back a little bit, I don't I didn't have access to all of them. So I'm sure I've missed a couple. So I'll let you guys help me fill in a few. But a couple uh, a couple kind of highlights I found. Um, for one, I mean, we, we should start with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's keeper videos, I think is probably a good place to start. Um, always less than 10 seconds, uh, typically yeah. always uh, at 11 PM, always, at 10 PM. always within 10 minutes of the deadline. Um, but always, you know, or not always, but sometimes a plus. So he's had a couple, so he had one, he did, I found right in front of Radio City Hall in an alley by himself and just the shortest video of all time. But like out here in front of Radio City Hall where they do the NFL drafts, I keep da-da-da-da-da. And then 
Vegas. I'm pretty sure you had one in Vegas. Oh, had one in Vegas. Um, so kudos to Jim for you know his his shtick, I guess, on the keeper videos. I feel they're always like it's always really dark. It always literally seems like you're yes. in an alley. Like I think you just came out of the strip club just to get a breath of fresh air from the sniz <laughs> or something, or you're just you're on a heater at the craft table and you just. I don't know, or not a non-heater, and you had to finally. Usually, step away usually, the yeah, usually it's it's been like a work trip. Now with COVID, maybe maybe not so much. But in classic fashion. It's, Jimmy's not trying to be funny, but he's very funny. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so we'll know the answer to this. But I'm looking at Jimmy this year. Like, who's he gonna say this year? And like, I would assume that when you're all listening to this, he has said, "I'm keeping Antonio Gibson for thirteen dollars." He has two fifty and can keep Antonio Gibson for thirteen. Don't give him ideas. Or he can trade. By the with time the kids. he listens to this, he oh, will have announced it. So it doesn't oh, matter. It right. doesn't matter. We can you're openly right. talk about it. Let's, like, let's like, pray he doesn't keep like, Antonio. You know, other considerations. Did he keep Brandon Ayuk for eleven? Does he's he, got some good keepers. Does he keep? That's probably about that's it. Maybe about, Chenault. I, yeah, nah, probably not. Probably no. not at 17. No, you know, that's like, too high. That's probably. I can't wait to find out. So we'll see. I mean, if, if he Jimmy, didn't, if, if he didn't keep Antonio Gibson, we're all just laughing to the God. We're on you next year. I would, like if I if he doesn't keep Gibson, then I'm gonna be mad at myself for not trying to go get Gibson. We'll, for we'll get we'll get into this in the in the preview later. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. But. As, uh, jumping back onto the the keeper train, I think a couple other notable kind of year over year keeper consistencies. I would say, you know, back to our team name thing, the su- sucking Mountain Dew and tits has to be up there because he does the presser every year for his keeper videos, which is phenomenal. Um, I think Shimix had some good ones. Um, Last year, Shimix was fantastic, where he talked about COVID. And how he's a changed man, and then yeah. he comes out the last like and throws two in the big lift, slams lifter. a beer with a huge lifter, and goes and jerks off. Takes a shot too, like right? That, yeah. it took a that, everything. Was, yeah. that was awesome. I think Shimmick's wine or something. has been up there. I think his has been suddenly really good. Um, I would say the worst. I mean, Dooley's probably pretty bad. He's uh, always sort of drunk on the couch, like other than the other than the chickens, which we'll get into because I think that was probably one of the best ones of all no. time. Um, Frank's, you know, just okay. You know, every, there's been a, a a number of just poor efforts, so I'd love to see some <laughs> some better effort because it it really is fun to see those keeper videos come out. Um, Going back to the kind of the top keeper videos, I would say another common thread and theme and fun videos to watch is Chad's raps. Um, I think those are always very well thought out, interesting, intriguing, um, clever, and uh, we always love to see those. Um, I would say, let's see, what else? I would say my DeMarco video was, was probably say, yeah. one of my if you, did, if you didn't bring you up- Did you finish last that year too? I was 11th after that. Okay. Year. But, yeah. but if, you didn't, if you didn't bring up the DeMarco video, I definitely would. I think though. that was the first year the video started, actually. Because so. you were the last one to send yours. Yeah. Every, we were 11 in. And I was in a sport one. coat and a tie. That's it. And, and you're old Plymouth home. You yep. had had 
a few IPAs. Yeah, I was you, pretty drunk. You were a little drunk. And Megan had to write, I will win on my ass. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of the whole story. Is that the, as soon as I watched that, I was like, And I took like it. five different cuts because every other cut, my fucking wang like was in the video like as I was turning Which around. Which hard to do when your wang is three inches. Oh, God. No, when it's gigantic, it just hangs. And, and then also, you change your name. I think it's towards the end of the season. It was Demarco my words, and the end of the season it came. Demarco sucks balls. <laughs> you you change your name. I, I have a name change. Demarco, my words. I, I will win. win. Like that. That was awesome. That that's a top. That, that the, the second Mountain Dew and tits. And the second Mountain Dew and tits. The, the Demarco my words video. The the chicken video though is still probably takes the cake. I think my like, my personal favorite. I think where I laughed the hardest was 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 Coach when he comes in and he does the like the NFL countdown music and he's like boo, new, 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 whoop whoop and he kept doing the whoop whoop. Oh yeah. Whoop, and he's whoop. like and next on the list I'm keeping. Uh, DeAndre Big Dick Hopkins, whoop whoop whoop, and then he ended it with, with Chris, with Chris like J O Y B A T A something like Carson, and we're all like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, Chris, jump over your bitch ass on the way to a motherfucking championship title t- touchdown, Carson, whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I remember that one. And then lastly, I'm going to turn it over to Sour because my other favorite one of all time is the retirement party of the Triscuits was fucking creative <laughs> ass balls. David, can you tell I us about, about that? I forgot about that one. I didn't see that one. I I'm forgot about that. That was that a was really good one. I mean, the, I kind of had, like, that summer, I kind of had a moment where you guys were kind of ripping on me for several years about how bad I was in auction. I'm like, you know what? Like, I think part of the reason I suck, well, I was sucking, but my name would kept being the Triscuits. I'm like, I need to move on from the Triscuits. And I was like, I also just hit me. Like I need to have a retirement party for the name, the Triscuits. I got to move on. So that's what kind of sparked it was I got to get a, a fresh start, but I don't, I don't know how it's kind of evolved. I got the ring pops from the rings. And then I got the, I think Jimmy Buffett music in the background and I just, it all came together. You know, it, it just all came together, but uh, that was a fun one. John, what have you done? I don't really remember your video. You usually do like some music. And yeah, then some I did one with Theon a few years Theon, ago. Yeah. Well, so you remember, like, I didn't do a keeper video last year. Well, I I recorded one, but I didn't keep anybody. Yeah, yeah. sometimes that's the way to go. So yeah, like, you did a rap, and then you ended it with, "But my keepers are not." Yeah, uh, one of those times. So that. that's effort. That's the effort. We do have. you guys know what you're gonna do this year? I haven't thought about it at all, but I'm, I mean, we got a weekend to, to get the brain. Is on. that what we're getting into? Well, I was asking just a question. Like, do you guys? I, mean, I threw a trade to Kevin last week, just Delvin Cook for Jonathan Taylor straight up. And then, like, literally, I said, like, let's do the deal. And we almost did it. Then, like, a couple hours later, it was like Chris or um, Quentin Nelson. Like, like, Quentin Nelson's out with an injury. And then um, Wentz was and already then Wentz out. was already out. But it's like, now I think, I think we're out on that one. I texted him. I said, "90% in. Just let me give me a night to think about it." So, so Kevin could have fleeced me potentially. Wow. I mean, it's just a, there's so many layers to why we have the best league. I think around and like the keeper video is just like a weird, funny ass layer that just brings one more awesome day of like the week. Why did we do that? Week. What was who's I idea? have no idea. I think it had you two. It wasn't me. I think I just was like Kevin's idea. I can't remember if it was so my cousin actually is in a league called the gentleman's league and they have like a twitter account and they are like 
all in and they take like an old school like you know like rifle photo with like the black and white photo you know like they do that every year with their lead should we what? should we start doing a funny picture each year and like somehow we all dress up in a different way i don't know that's that one fun. other fucking layer if this league goes on for 50 years and we have 50 well maybe pictures, what we could we do start taking group pictures yeah we, if we, we, we have some pictures. don't we Not i feel like we've taken i don't think we have much we might have some in the golf we course take but. an annual pick but the uh, right before the draft yeah, but I they actually that. dress up in like suits and shit fun. and do like you know real deal. Yeah, but aren't we usually a little bit too slow? On and the they actually and the they draft? get and they get a an incredible like professional video Fuck. every year before like either before or after the season done like showing the every person like walking up to the draft that someone edits you know oh, edits they do a walk up to the walk draft. up and like they, they, yeah. oh, they come man. in and they like dress up for the draft and they do like some i've always thought about renting a smoke machine for the draft and doing like draft entrance with smoke and music like that it would actually be... be fun if john if you if you emceed like and if you had to input your new team names for the year Oh. Like before the draft, you would maybe MC everyone walk in. With but you team. can't you can't make your team name before. Oh, maybe you could just MC the general managers walking in. Like, and just say their record last yeah, year. Yeah, just go like, through like we have the stats. We know each other well enough. Like, well, I there's could, certainly things we could do better. I could fucking yeah. say something on the spot about every single one of you for an entrance because I usually eat about three caramels and drink about eight <laughs> beers going into the draft. So like, how many caramels is Tuna gonna have in this? Year? I can't. Wait that to was find out. that was so awesome last year. Just, are you getting caramels? I have caramels already. I, I always get them in time. Like I, I'm not gonna not have them. So I have. So you've Chad got... took the first twenty. So I have 105 caramels not for Man Weekend. Okay, so we're covered. We're covered. We're covered. Tuna, I got you, man. Tuna, we're good. All right. So I think you know. Anybody else have anything else on the videos other than you? I, I think kinda... it's just a good fun element. I think people should put more effort. Like, I think that would be fun. I think but, it, it might be, like, not that we need to do more, but I do think the videos are really fun, and I think it would be funny if, like, we voted at the end of the videos and whoever had the best got fucking a few video extra got, bucks. like, $3. Or, yeah, like, something small. Just some fucking random thing. Jimmy is never going to get it. Well, he <laughs> but, might, though. If he's fucking in Radio City in an alley and fucking Jimmy has a stripper. A PJ, Jimmy could be jumping out of a fucking PJ with, like, I don't know, just throwing dollars like left and doesn't, right. I don't know what doesn't need to be on. long. No. I mean, to win. I mean, you you could be in this but I, alley I with a stripper. But I appreciate the guys who put that effort because that's a really good laugh when it comes into play. So agree. I don't have too much more to say on videos. If anybody else does, you know, chime in. Otherwise, we'll move on to some of the last segments here. No, I think I, I got a, actually a few questions for you guys, and these are things that I haven't asked them ahead of time. Uh, I kind of want to see what they say on the spot here. So. I'm, uh, my first question is, this is going to be a two-part question. Who is your favorite person to beat in a matchup? And who is your least favorite person to lose to? Because I look at those things as two very different things. Who do you like to beat? And who do you just hate to lose to in the league for fun reasons? Is this just regular season playoffs? Regular season. Gonna... Just, you know, you're sitting down. It's October 15th. It's a Sunday. It's feeling like fall. You're fucking three and three. You're just nervous as shit. Three and three. Because you're like, am I going to make it? Am I going to buy? Am I going to sell? Who are you like, I need to win this week. I love beating this person. I, I need to win so a loss would kill me against this person because I already don't like losing to him. 
just a normal regular season game because everybody wants to win the playoffs. Everybody hates losing the playoffs. I'm just talking a regular season matchup. Hmm. I would say I don't know if I have anybody, you know, like in particular where it's like, I think it just depends on where you're at. You know, like you need to win at certain times and like you're 0-2, you got to win, right? Like, so I don't know if I have a single person, maybe sour. <laughs> because yeah, we, I would probably say I, I would but, say probably the guys at this table, I like probably being the, beating the most and also hate losing <laughs> the most because I think, I don't know. I just think you. It always sucks to lose to Tuna too. I mean, yeah, that, that's I, that's my answer. John, <laughs> John always gives me so many texts going up to the game. Like it'd be like five thirty Sunday morning. Me and John would be playing each other. He's like, "You fucking ready, Mitch? Let's fucking go, Mitch!" And I'm like, hey, "You're already up at five thirty. Like, yeah. I don't think you guys realize in the league. Like, there's nobody. Uh, like Chad and I swap so many text messages probably from about june 1st like it's already before the fourth of july like chad and i swap so many fantasy football texts preseason yeah. in season sundays like chad and i are always texting so about one, fantasy one of the things that didn't I, you almost quit a couple years ago well that was just being dramatic <laughs> go figure one of, one of the fun things that i used to do with john i didn't do it this year but I did it a couple years in a go, a couple years in a row. Is I used to mail John my team in March, and this is who I thought I would have. And John, I said, you can't open the envelope until after the draft, and we have to see how many of these players are on my team. So that was always a funny thing because it would be like, what happened? I don't know. Some years, like I got almost the whole team because they all fucking. Did you sucked. actually mail it to him? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd mail it to him all the time. And John, did you open it? it? Me, me and John used to also make bets where we'd go like it'd be like May. And we would do like 10 different guys, just random ass dudes. And we'd, we'd say, how much do you think this guy's going to go for? And then we would say 20 bucks. Okay, I think it's going to be 32. And then we would add up like how far away we were when the draft actually happened. And then whoever like lost had to buy the other guy drinks like all night at the bar or something like that. So me and John have made like even another like level to our excitement. <laughs> Man, it's fucking fun. So It is fun. I mean, yeah, again, there's just layers on layers on layers in this league. Um but to answer the question, fucking tuna. You like beating tuna or you hate oh, losing to tuna? That's both as tuna. Tuna's the uh, best. Like he's always he's always there. Tuna ruined my perfect season years ago. Um, like I don't know. I just I, I just want to take take my A game into a newer week with tuna, I guess. I don't know. I was gonna say I think for me, I I hate I like beating tuna, but I hate losing to Dooley. Because <laughs> I just like like because for some reason he just always knows when he beats me and he and he always just talks a ton of trash the next week via text it's unbelievable how you know you won't hear from Dooley for months on end and then all of a sudden when he beats you in fantasy football he lets you know about it so all right I have another question for you guys and the last two here are going to be kind of a nice way to wrap this up as we look ahead to man weekend 2021 obviously just a week away you guys are listening to it right now on your way to man weekend what are your favorite man weekend memories that you've ever had and you know as off off uh off the record as we've kind of talked through some of this i think one of the man weekends that really stands out is probably from like our early to mid 20s by like 24 25 and i'm talking the weekend where we rented that house we played t-ball 
Uh, we woke up on that Sunday morning and Dooley's Red Tahoe was in the front yard. Burnt popcorn. We had the burnt. Tuna almost burnt the house down. I mean, we broke that one chair. We tried to hide it amongst the chairs. They caught it. With, apparently, we had chew on the wall. We, we had, had blown up, blown beer up beers in, in the, the freezer. freezer. I mean, we didn't Just get that. Disaster. We didn't get that deposit back. I was going to take that to civil court and... Uh, yeah, I was probably looking back. I was like, we should have probably just paid it and went on our we way. We probably should have just paid it. It's actually, we took that. Like, you I think argued we might, that pretty I think, we, I think I argued it pretty hard, and I think we actually might have got half of our deposit. Because what back. was it? Was it like 800? Eight or 900. And look, at now we would have just fucking just, just paid like, it. Just like, well, we said, wrecked yeah, your house. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a wild weekend. I mean, Chad, I think, brought a girl back in the shower. It was like a multiple head shower. I think it was a used condom, like, on the bathroom before the next morning. Just an absolute yeah. shit. Yeah, Travis drafted four quarterbacks. That, that was, was one amazing. round two, round three. A couple the, walk, the walk to Moonlight and back was just incredible. I mean, didn't didn't two people get lost? Didn't Dooley and somebody else go the wrong way? Yeah. Like, yeah. out of Moonlight? they went and left out of Moonlight Travis and right Dooley and, or something? I mean, yeah, I think the same weekend, he, I think Chad commented that he said he made up with Zach Parisi's wife or something, but that's Chad talking. That's Chad. We'll have to get verification. Most man weekend stories with Chad do end with him saying, and I got dome. So, yeah, you know, most of them end up that, that way. But, you know, we think about the, the Heinen, the tree story, the getting lost in the woods. Oh God, I'll never forget finding Heinen in the middle of the woods, just feeling trees up. I mean, just abusing trees. This is a silent assassin in the woods. And then Jimmy just coming drunk with his with his beamer, the shining his spotlight on, on High and I when I grabbed him in the woods. And Jimmy's just like, get in, get in. And he's just like driving like a maniac back to the, I'm like, oh my God, this is a gong show. But, but yeah, the, I mean, the bachelor party weekend. Yeah. Kevin's yeah. bachelor party weekend ranks as number one weekend uh, for multiple reasons on, on my list. I mean, one, we obviously had the epic, uh, you know, drinking games with the Team Mexico, Team Canada. We had like, I mean, just an epic finish to that for one. The next morning, we bobbed for draft picks in that tub of water, like the little two ounce like alcohol bottles with the draft. Got called out by the neighbors multiple times. Oh yeah, I mean that was just. Absolute epic weekend. I lost my keys. Were you guys Team or Canada? Or lost his keys. Were you guys say. Team Canada or Team Mexico? I was Team Mexico, I think. Were no, we were Canada. Well, I think Canada? we were all Canada. Yeah. Canada. Oh, we're okay. Yeah, I think we were Team Canada because we also yeah, we had. Because Chad was for sure Mexico. Chad. Oh, yeah, Chad. Because I know Chad and Jimmy and Tuna. I remember them specifically with the mustaches. Oh, they were Team God. Mexico. I think it was the three of us. I think we might have had. Did, Kooks was did Kooks show up? Kooks had never been Mexico. I think you think. <laughs> yeah, Kooks is probably Mexico. We had the dads, you know, to win. The fact that that went from a beer Olympics, a full day beer Olympics, to a five event playoff that was won on the last row. I think by my father in law. By your father in law. Like, Swan does he ever Megan's, bring that up? I I have to bring it up more. But yeah, you should ask him because you're going to see him tomorrow, yeah, right? Tomorrow. You should ask him tomorrow about the shot around her around the world. The the that was a big shot to win it. You, him and your dad yeah. to beat Jimmy and Dooley in mustaches and sombreros. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, the the Jimmy mustache picture. Oh my is goodness, it's, unbelievable. Unbelievable. it's probably the most. Yeah, I mean, other than face. the Chad sandwiched face in between two <laughs> big black and asses and tits, but 
that I mean, was, that's got to be like number two poster worthy picks. Yeah, those are those are some really good picks. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Like even the last couple of years has happened. I mean, I mean, we've had many many stories, obviously, well, yeah. but we got the Frank, Frank. I mean, Moonlight Bay brings a whole plethora of stories. I mean, we can talk about Moonlight. Mike, Mike getting his like breast like crushed ripped by off, his peck torn by Dooley in the arm wrestling match. We had Frank stumbled in the parking lot, hit his, what, what was his nose or his forehead? His, yeah, his face was bleeding. Face was bleeding yeah, he cut his face open pretty bad that day. like he was like day. in a drug cartel, like, his, like a, the, I think he had a white, it was like a white shirt or a white suit. Oh, it was not he good. He looked like he was from Miami Vice. The tuna yellow polo vest. At Dockside. At Dockside. With I mean, no undershirt. Nothing. And I'm pretty you sure. that back to I'm pretty sure Dooley and Tuna were kicked out within an hour. I think for fighting with each other. I, I think they got yeah, argued. It wasn't anyone I mean, there. I, that, there was, zombie I don't know. Zombie Shimmick is always a, a Zombie Shim. Oh. I mean, you got Zombie Shim at zombie Zorba's. Zombie I mean, Shim. Zorba's. I, I was rolling down the hill at oh Moonlight, and Mike had to take care of me. Mike got Poison Ivy because he was chasing Mike <laughs> down that hill. Kudos to Mike for babysitting Kevin. Thanks, Mike. That, that night. Mike. Well, we all got to have fun. So where are we going this year at Man Weekend? Do you think that tonight and tomorrow, are we going to be going to Zorba's? Are we going to be going to Moonlight Bay? I think Bay there's got to be at least one night at Zorba's. Right? We, we probably should, should still. We, should we rent a party bus and go to Moonlight? Oh, boy. I mean, that's a far cry. I heard, I heard Moonlight added a party deck on top of their deck. No. They have an extra deck level. They have a top deck. Yes, I just. Well, that, that is some interesting stuff. I well, don't that, know. That would be something we should probably look into now. Yeah, we'll also look into. Yeah, because I did not know that, and that's a that's a forty-five minute drive Ooh. from Grandview. Probably. Well, but you know, when you look at a party bus, what do you want? On the way home. You, you want a little bit of a drive to drink some beers yeah, on the you're party right. bus, but I, well, I guess we for sure aren't getting a party bus from Grandview to Zorba. Well, let's think about this. Like a mile. As we start thinking about Man Weekend this year, so Friday night, we have the draft. We have the room rented. Thank you, Kamish, for booking the room. What time do we believe the draft's going to end? And are we going to try and fit in a Zorba's run? Yeah, after? so that's what we got to decide. So we, we've got the Pines, three nines, that uh, will end around 5.30-ish. Okay. And then we're going to go back, check in, and shower up or whatever. And we've got the draft room rented in the back of Freddy's in the Pines Clubhouse with our own bartender. Okay. And what time do we have that rented? That started at 7. So my guess is we'll probably go to like 11. And then we go to Zorba. So we could, in theory, go to Zorba's tonight, guys. For you guys listening right now, that would be tonight we're going to Zorba's after the draft. Yeah. And then maybe a party bus to Moonlight tomorrow. Friday night Zorba's might make more sense. Or... I don't know. It's just hard because like the first night is always a little more enthusiastic. Everyone's a little more jacked up. Yeah. So we go to Moonlight Night One. But if we don't get done for the draft until eleven, it'd be hard to pony up to Moonlight for an hour. God, one of those all good options, all good options. So guys, any bold predictions for Man Weekend this year? Do you, for the weekend, for the season this year? Who's taken first? Who's taken last? Who's drunkest at the party? Anything that you guys want to call out as we look ahead? To the 2021 Man Weekend and 2021 season ahead. Well, we've ripped on Travis the entire show. I think, Travis, you got to dig deep and make the playoffs this year. I'm mm. going to have a bold prediction, say Travis is going 
to suck on some Mountain Dew and tits and eke his way into the playoffs. All right. So we got Travis tra- only has $168 going in the draft. <laughs> so I'm not as high on Travis. Dig deep, Travis. Uh, we got Jimmy, Tuna, Shim, and myself with about $250 going into the draft. Corey and Frank, not too far behind. So, I mean, really, the odds play into probably one of those six. But, you know, I, I'd i like to say that I'll, I'll be stepping up this year. I know I've said that before. But after two fucking last place finishes, which has been fucking painful as shit. I, I can I, see you having a, a Kevin Kamish redemption tour this year. I can definitely see that. Yep. I can see Tuna... Maybe maybe tuna run. maybe tuna, tuna gets some sense into himself and doesn't sell out. A tuna Kevin title would be a fun one. That would be a fun one as a I league think, member. If I'm not in it, that would be a fun one I to watch. Get the popcorn but maybe it maybe it's Chad and Trav. You know who knows? Little falls. Little falls bash. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's going low on the golf course at Man Weekend this year. Who's I mean, feeling good? Kev, Kamish? Uh, you got the. I'm a bit up and down a little bit. I think. Uh, I mean, Diamonds and Dooley are obviously the front runners for the low. Um, I see Trav going real low. This year. <laughs> All right. Travis is going to play some good golf this year. I love to hear that. Love to I hear see that. a 91 out of Trav. 91 out of Trav would be great for you guys' you team. Like, you like his swing. But, um, but, yeah, anyway, we're fucking Jack. It's going to be a fucking good time. In one Let's week from fun. now, it's uh, technically 111 on Friday, August 20th, and we are one week away. In one week from right now, we'll be on the middle nine at the Pines. We will be looking ahead to draft night. We will probably be a touch drunk already. It's going to be a good time, guys. So as we sign off here from Game Show Battle Rooms, it's fucking man week in 2021. Let's, go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. See bitches. you up there. Have a good one. Later, boys.